It's time to write effing now and get pumped to master writing, book marketing, and publishing one bite at a time. I'm spilling all the tea from writing my own books and coaching hundreds of authors on theirs. Now let's talk shop. Write effing now. On today's episode of Write Effing Now, we're going to have a little fun and talk about all the bad habits of writing and what to do instead. Sometimes you might not even know if what you're doing is ill-advised. It might be a habit you picked up from who knows where, and that certainly applies to writing. We'll talk about it after we pay homage to people with never-ending patience. Maybe you've noticed, but these episodes are off and on and now and then. But I want to tell you that I have the greatest podcast duo known to man. They always accommodate me. Danny Galvez and Jeremy Schreifels of Monumental Voice Media save my arse every week. They've been in the business for decades and are ready to take you to the next level. If you have a book, you need an audiobook. And if you want to be seen as an expert in your field, you need a podcast. On to today's topic, bad habits. We all have them. As I mentioned, we might pick them up unaware. We might follow people and learn what works for them and not us. And we might also, in the case of writing, pick up a book that we don't know is a poor example. But this is the day that we break them. This is also the day when I learn to finally STFU or shut the fudge up and keep it short and sweet. We're down to 10 minutes per episode now. We're going to try a a new format. But back to our subject. Here's the rundown of what not to do. And this is how you avoid bad writing. Number one, I see this all the time, not being consistent when you are working on a project. It is critically important, no matter how you attack it, that you just keep going. Work with your circadian rhythm. So maybe you're up at night working or you're a super early bird and you love to get up, that's great. Or you're a time blocker and you work during the day. Whatever it happens to be, just make sure you keep on doing it. Try not to take big breaks in between. Try not to get too far off track with those gaps. That's important. It's hard to reel yourself back in if you do. Number two, using a bunch of analogies. I am using one analogy over here and I'm, I'm really working it. I'm using it, I'm comparing, I'm contrasting. This is not the time to bring in another analogy. Stick with that one. If you're trying to make a point and you can't do it with that one analogy, that's okay, just make the point. Abandon the original analogy then. Don't bring another one in. Just too confusing. It kind of splits the concentration of your reader. Number three is not having good equipment or technology. You want to be able to get online when you need to, to access shared documents. You want to be able to edit in the way that you should be editing, which is Word is the gold standard of book publishing. Yes, it's as old as time, right? Actually, that might be me because Word came out after I was born. In any regard, it hasn't changed except for to get better. And it is still used. The reason it's used is because online formats, particularly Word, which you might know as OneDrive, it's just riddled with bugs. Uh, We can't use the formatting. And when you go back and forth between formats, say from Word to Google Doc to OneDrive to Pages, etc., 
you're losing comments, you're losing content, and you could be losing changes that you made. So you always want to stick with one thing. Always make sure that's Word downloaded to your local computer. Four is not getting your structure down first. You know what I'm going to say here. Make sure that you use an outline. Where are you going? You have to know where you're going to get there effectively. Five is not allowing time for reflection. When you are working in any creative endeavor, it is really important to make sure that you are generating perspective. Perspective is not generated by staying in front of something and saying, I want to change it. I wish I could change the way I see it. I wish I could freshen it up. I wish I could have new eyes. You can't do that by working harder. So make sure that you step back, walk away from it, let it rattle around in your subconscious for a while. Gosh, do I want to include that piece in the book or in that blog post? All of this applies to writing. It's not just book writing. Whatever it is, whatever your creative endeavor is, maybe you're painting, step back. Give yourself some breathing room. Not everything is a race to the finish line. Some of the best journeys are that way because we allow ourselves time and space. Number six, you're using narrative only. So you are not sharing dialogue. You're not letting us into your characters' minds, into their heads, into their hearts. Dialogue, speaking, communication, that is... It's just so critically important in human nature. It's how we relate to each other. We speak to each other. We communicate. We listen. All of those things. You have to have that bit of it in your book or in your writing if you're doing storytelling. Critically important. Seven, trying to write like someone else. You are not the great Stephen King. You are the great whoever. Insert your name there. That's who you are. And that's what makes you unique. So don't be afraid to tap into that. Anytime we try and emulate somebody else, that's when we run into problems. We come off sounding like a cheap trick, right? Like a cheap knockoff. Don't be the dollar store writer. You be you. Embrace it too. Don't just be like, well, I guess I have to be me. So there's nobody else. Freaking embrace it. It's wonderful to be you. What are you bringing to the table? Other people aren't. That's the key takeaway. Eight is forgetting the basics. And I mean things like spelling is important. What your English teacher taught you is important. Sentence structure. Sometimes people get a little confused about the comma usage at the beginning of a sentence. But honestly, dangling participles are not just frowned upon. They're actually not correct. So make sure that you're taking a minute to educate yourself. And that is really, really important to do. Because if you're not using the basics, your reader is going to see that and that is going to be a reflection on you. Nine is writing for you and not the reader. You need a reason that you're writing the book and it should be for your reader. I'm going to write this for you because it's going to benefit you in a certain way. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to take you into my mind, into my life. I'm I'm going to benefit you by sharing my pain. I'm going to teach you how to do something. I'm going to entertain you. I'm going to give you tips. That's why you're writing. We write as a secondary reason because it feels good. The first reason is always for the reader. And number 10, making everything relate to each other. Everything doesn't relate to each other. We can't have this long, winding, snaky 
string of subjects and words. And this relates to this. And, and it's these crazy things like uh, I went shopping and then, uh, you know, and then I'm in jail. And uh, oh, but I love fall. And uh, have you ever seen a lizard? Like these, how in the world does that relate? It doesn't. But some people do that. And they think I'll just throw that transition in there. I ask for transitions of my authors. And I say, hey, can you write a transition in here? Because you're jumping abruptly from one subject to the next. Now, the subjects are closely related, but we still need a transition of why we're going to talk about that next thing. I'm not talking about like, I'm going to run up the stairs and uh, then I want to talk to you about apple picking. That Like that is way too off base. But if I'm going to tell you um, how to do something, for example, the next step makes sense. So just make sure, and this all comes down to structure, because when you do an outline, you're going to have bullet points. You're going to have an objective for each chapter. You're going to have bullet points that support that objective. And when you do that, and when you get that strategic, you're not going to struggle with number 10. And that is literally it. That's our list for today. Stay tuned next week as we keep tunneling into the heart of bad writing. Writing, writing, writing. So by the time we're done, you can literally write a book on what not to do. Now that's it for this week's chapter of Write Effing Now. When you need proven tips on getting the best writing on the page, or you're ready to write your book, head to bookmarkpub.com and get in touch. Until next time, authors, write on. (laughs) 